0: Well, my name is Mary Jo DeRay, and my husband, Michael, and I have been in the parish for 24 years. We have two children. Our son is a freshman in college, and our daughter is a senior in high school. And as we speak tonight, she's helping to lead a Kairos retreat with her fellow students at St. Ignatius. So I would ask that if you can send a prayer up for all those young people that they can feel God's love alive in their heart, that would be great. I'm the youngest of six children, five older brothers, and my parents are both 91. And I tell you a little bit about my family because it has something to do with the Sunday Supper program and the PADS initiative. I'm incredibly blessed to have the parents that I do. Both my mom and my dad are people of great faith, and they live their lives putting their faith into action. I grew up in Aurora, and I watched as the very first PADS program came into being at what is now called Hesed House, and this was in the early 80s. When members of my home parish were asked to volunteer, my mom and dad were among the first volunteers to do so. In the ensuing years, Hesset House has grown and it serves the poor and the underprivileged in just amazing ways. I don't know if any of you are familiar with it, but it's become a national model um, that has helped to establish programs like it, not just in Illinois, but across the country. So when the PADS initiative was proposed here at St. Paul of the Cross, I was very supportive of it because of my familiarity with that. And we all know what happened next. The summer of 2008 was a very difficult one for our parish as those supporting PADS and those opposing it met to debate the issues. And some of those meetings were held right here in this chapel Adrian Tim was heading the initiative on behalf of St. Paul of the Cross in conjunction with the other member churches from the Park Ridge Ministerial Association. I called Adrian to see how I could help, and as you can imagine, she was overwhelmed with what was happening in our parish and in our community. I told her that I had a number of people calling and contacting me and wanting to help with this PADS initiative. So she asked if I could organize a group of volunteers who would be able to support and work for the PADS program. At the same time, Father Carl had asked Diana and Joe Garvey if they would manage the parish's dealings in working with the city of Park Ridge. So we all came together and our summer quickly became filled with city council meetings, gathering information and providing education and facts about homelessness. Toward the end of the summer, Adrian underwent emergency surgery. So Diana and Joe and I found ourselves with full-time jobs coordinating the effort to promote the PADS program in Park Ridge. There were very long hours spent every day of the week and this was one of the many times that I realized how lucky I was to have married the man that I did. In addition, our daughter was still attending school here at St. Paul, and as you can imagine, that put her in a very awkward situation. She handled it beautifully, but I was keenly aware of how what I was doing and what I was working for, of how that was affecting my family. This was the first time in my life that I had experienced the consequences of standing up for one's faith as our group of volunteers dealt with personal slights and not very nice things being said and written about us personally as individuals and collectively as a group. As the fall unfolded and things became more complicated with the city council, we realized that the likelihood of PADS happening was very slim. In November, PADS indeed announced that it was pulling out of its plan to come to Park Ridge due to all the issues that we were encountering and because of the fact that they felt very welcomed in Park Ridge. As you can imagine, after all the work, all the time that we had spent on this, it was really a terrible disappointment. One thing we knew for sure though, We did not want that to be the last chapter. We did not want that to be how our community of Park Ridge was remembered. And we did not want that to be how our parish was remembered. All of us felt very strongly about responding to the gospel call to serve the poor. And so we knew that we really needed to listen to God and to ask him to show us the way. Well, his answer came through Adrian who was very familiar with the evening dinners offered twice a week at Catholic Charities and displays. She suggested that we go see what they were doing and just see if we could pattern a program like they were doing and and bring it to St. Paul of the Cross. So a few days before Christmas, Adrian, Diana, and Joe, and Margaret Smythe and myself went over to Catholic Charities to volunteer at one of the dinners and to take notes to establish a similar program here at St. Paul. Father Carl felt it was very important that we get this up and going as soon as possible. So we set the rather ambitious date of January 18th, this was just a few days before Christmas, and that we were going to hold our first Sunday supper on Sunday, January 18th. So our plan was that we would get together right after New Year's and we would really get to work. Well, on New Year's Day, the phone rang, and it was Father Carl. And he was calling from the hospital. Adrian was in intensive care, and although he said she would recover, it would be a very long road. He said how important it was that he wanted to proceed with getting the Sunday supper off the ground, and he still wanted to do this on January 18th. Could we do it? So it was a big gulp, a big inhale, and then of course saying, yes, we could. So as soon as I hung up the phone with Father Carl, I quickly picked up the phone again, and I called Marg Smythe, and she was on board fully. So here was the spirit at work again. Uh, Marg lives right around the corner from me, and in all the years that we've lived there, our paths had never crossed, and we did not know each other until we started working on the PADS initiative. And truly, all I can say is, thank you, God, because I could not have had a better partner, a better person to work with on this than Mark. She wasn't terri- as terrific. So over the next two weeks, we worked really hard to get procedures written and site managers identified and trained and Get equipment purchased and find a place to put the equipment and all of that and at every step of this process we were just amazed we found the doors were just opening everything was working there were open doors there were willing hearts um, at that time one of the biggest helps for us was Barbara and Doug at All on the Road and they were just so incredibly helpful to Mark and I in helping us they not only did they offer to contribute the whole first dinner that we did just completely donate that they held our hands they took us to restaurant depot they walked us up and down the aisles they told us you know how many of this to get what brand of this to get and you know what we needed to get everything purchased the apostolate generously gave us part of the closet so we could store everything um, and one of the things we wanted, we knew we wanted to do, we wanted our guests to eat off of real tablecloths. We really wanted this to be a Sunday dinner. South Park Cleaner said, we will clean your tablecloths every week for free. And they have done that for five years, so it's been wonderful. So here at St. Paul, we started a volunteer list with a really terrific group of people who had helped us with the PANS initiative. And many of those people who are on that list are our site managers today, Randy and Mary, who were there from day one. And then we branched out to the parish. We were overwhelmed with the response and how many people in our parish stepped up to help. The final thing that we needed to do was to get all the other member churches of the Park Ridge Ministerial Association included and on board. So we contacted the leaders of the various churches and we invited them to an early morning breakfast meeting before the start of the work day. And I remember that day very clearly. Um, I had gotten to the rectory early. We were going to set up in the dining room and Father Carl had just come in. And he had been at the hospital all night. He was there with Chris and Wendy Dietz and many of you remember Chris, who was our music and choir director here at St. Paul. Um, Chris had been diagnosed with a rare form of brain cancer in December, and Wendy had just given birth to their second child. And Father Carl came in that morning and said that Chris had passed away during the night. And I had known Chris from working with him on the liturgy team for a number of years, And it was just you know very very saddened to hear about his death. Just the day before I had attended the funeral of the 30-year-old daughter of the next-door neighbors that I grew up with in Aurora who were and they still are like family. Lisa died very suddenly leaving behind a husband and a small baby and I remember being so overwhelmed with the sadness of both of these young families and these children that they left behind. It brought back memories of when my brother Tom, a Navy flyer, was killed at age 29 in a mid-air collision over the Pacific. My sister-in-law at the time was seven months pregnant um, with their first child, my niece Sarah. And in the years that followed, my sister-in-law would bring Sarah out for summer visits every summer. And my niece Sarah would play with Lisa, this young woman who had just passed away. That was her playmate every summer. So that morning, the convergence of all of this, just all the sadness of these deaths really weighed heavily. And there was no possible answers for the painful events or... No human sense to be made out of it. So at, we went through the meeting, and after the meeting, I just remember coming away so distinctly with this very powerful feeling. And it's kind of tough to put into words, but kind of given, given the awareness that none of us know how much time we have on this earth. And the fact that while we're here, we want to serve God, I left that day with just this feeling, a kind of a message, that it was all about what we can to do, what we can, while we can, and where we can, and that if we can make a difference in just our little corner of the world, in the time that we're here, that that's what's important. Well, thanks to the hard work of so many people in our parish and in our community. We opened the doors for our first Sunday supper on January 18th, 2009. We had no idea how many people to expect that night, and we served 30 guests, and that number soon grew. So, looking back at how all of this transpired, this experience has really shown me the importance as Suzu and Jeff both said, of trusting in God's plan. In retrospect, the Sunday Supper ministry has been able to reach so many more people than the PADS ministry ever would have. In our five years, we've served an average of about 80 people a week. We've served over 10,000 meals, and we've had 2,000 volunteers who've been able to participate in serving a dinner, and those volunteers have come from over 20 churches and community groups. So it's been able to have such a a broad spread in the community and to be able to pull people in. God always knows best. We just need to be open to His will and to His way. Then we can do our best with His help to do what we can while we can in our little corner of the world. Yes. yes? Every week you have a different sponsor. Are they responsible for, there's any shortage of the pay for that week's uh, dinner? Whatever group is sponsoring that evening's dinner, yes, they're responsible and we have this, again, we have some of our site managers here tonight. We have this fabulous group and each group is contacted before they're to serve the dinner and they're given all the details of how many people they need to bring food for, the exact quantities, and they're given all the details. So they come in really, um, are very well informed about what they need to bring. And And all the suppers that we've done, we have, you know, it's amazing. There's only been a couple times when we have been like, is there enough food? And those have been the nights, there's two nights where this happened. And mysteriously, someone came in from a family party group and they brought more food in. Hey, we had three pizzas left from our family party. And it's, you know, kind of like the loaves and the fishes. We have (laughs) never run short of food. And we have never had food left over either. We've always had you know, the guests always take food home. But I, if I could, I would just like to say we have, you know, several people here from Sunday Suppers. And Terry was one of the first people, Mary and Randy, Bashar, who is here, is at Sunday Suppers with John Bennett, and John Nesbitt over here. I hope I'm not leaving anybody out, but um, every Sunday night, uh, we have a group of people who are there so vigilantly, and that just has made all the difference in the world because they know our guests by name, and our guests know them by name, and it truly is a Sunday supper of family and of community. Mm-hmm. And uh, we really have a lot to be grateful for from everyone here at St. Paul of the Cross who gave so generously to make that happen. You feel that the people who come here for the food, or come to eat, do it perhaps more for the camaraderie that they have? You know, we've, it's interesting. It's a very good question because we've learned a lot. We have, um, of our guests who come, we have a lot of senior citizens. We have several families. We have, you know, there's really a, a pretty big cross-section on the people who come. And one of the things we've learned is that there are many kinds of hunger. and. We see clearly, we have some people who are homeless who have not, you know, that is their meal for the day. But we also see people who really hunger for companionship and who are on their own and that they're fed in a variety of ways when they come. Have you ever, you go to any of the restaurateurs around here for uh, food donations? Uh, You know what, we've had some of the uh, bakeries come to us actually. Uh, baked by Betsy until she closed was mm-hmm. terrific and the flower, they were, they would give us these beautiful things all the, every Sunday that we could give to our guests. Yeah, and it, we do, we still continue to get things. Um, one of the little issues though, and again another lesson learned is consistency. So that if we're giving something to one guest we better be sure we have one of those for every guest. So we need to be really conscious of quantity and, mm-hmm. and fairness that we have some, you know, the same thing for everyone. Sure. That's good. Very good program. Thank you.